podcast guys my name is jordan i'm gonna be your host today i am leading this session but i do have my uh my classy tobacco pipe toting co-star here gotta have something classy around the campfire oh yeah keep it warm all right guys well uh today i'm gonna be going into one of my favorite urban legends um i liked it so much that i did a report on it in high school got way into it for a minute how'd that the teacher uh, she thought it was um, strange, to say the least. I was the only one that, that did a project on somebody's death. But oh, oh, <laughs> so death. Just, All right. Just a little morbid. Um, at least, you know. We can flirt grade. with that line in this show, you know? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of them, get, a lot of them gets a little dark, depending. Um, but So I want to know what you know, first and foremost, about Paul McCartney and his death. Hmm. It's Paul McCartney. Who's obviously still liking <laughs> Right, yes. But his death. Well, supposedly. Sup- supposed death. Right. Um, I, I don't know much on the specifics, but I do know he got into a car crash kind of like at the height of the Beatles. And the theory is that he actually died from this crash mm-hmm. and that, that obviously you can't let the Beatles die at that point. So a, a stand-in essentially came in. Uh-huh. But I, I have a hard time believing this one because... It's one thing to look exactly like Paul McCartney, but it's another to play like him, sound, like, sound him. like him, and also continue to make music for decades right? in a manner you would expect of Paul McCartney. Just continuing his life for him, right? Now, there's some very good like Elvis impersonators, mm-hmm. but I don't... Sure. Yeah, I don't know That'd about... That'd be a lot, though. I don't know about one that could just step in and take over... I have to say that the more I looked into it for this, um, the more skeptical I was. I was skeptical as a kid too, but I was—I got way into it and was like, "Oh, some of that makes sense. Kind of cool. Just fun to think about." Wow. Slash, morbid again. Um, but so so the whole ur- urban legend started um, that Paul McCartney died in 1966 as a result of a car accident, um, and then was replaced by a look and sound alike. Um, a lot of the clues, first and foremost, um, involved were just they pointed to an argument that w- that Paul McCartney had with I'm assuming probably John Lennon because they didn't always get along. Really? Um, oh yeah. Way See, different ways of making music and. I I love music. Conflicting style. And I've studied a lot of different things with music, but I f- I felt like because everyone loved the Beatles so much and mm-hmm. not that they're not amazing. I was like I can probably gloss over them and look into some other bands and things like yeah. that. And then later in life I came I came back and checked them out. I'm like, you know, Beatles are all right. Like I'm about this. But I don't know, like I didn't follow their career, um, how they got along. They seemed to always get along real well. I don't even know how the split happened where they all started having their own solo careers. I don't know if that was from a, some argument or a lot what of, it was. A lot of people blame that on Yoko Ono. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. When John John uh, Lennon fell in love with Yoko Ono, and she took him in another musical direction, and he went off on his own way with her and started making music with her, and then his you know his solo career, which fizzled out pretty quickly. Which a lot of people I thought was really about his solo career. 
Or is that just a, like a post-death type? For a short while. Though, well, if you talk to like some diehard Beatle fans, um, I consider myself one of them. A lot of people either really cared for the stuff that John wrote or the stuff that Paul McCartney wrote. So there's uh, like two camps. Almost, yeah, essentially. Because um, they did. They almost split a lot of their music down the middle. Uh, they would write parts of each other's pieces, but a lot of them ended up writing their own songs and had their own vision for how they would sound. Um, and I, I like John's edge, but Paul McCartney had more of the he was smooth. overall tones that I liked. Yeah, Paul yeah. was smooth. Well, you got to be if you're going to play bass. Yeah, exactly. Got to be smooth. I'm the Paul McCartney camp myself, uh, which is one of the things that got me so interested in this whole theory uh, that he died. Uh, I don't remember how I found out about it originally back in the day. I think I just looked up because I got way into the Beatles in like ninth or 10th grade and looked at, just kind of tried to learn some of their history and looked them up. And then that was just one of the things that I stumbled across was this supposed he died a decades before. Um, but I got way into it. Uh, so anyways, they... The look and sound alike was was supposedly this this guy named William Campbell, mm-hmm. aka Billy Shears, who is mentioned a couple of times in different songs across there. So so the Billy Shears that's the kind of like the moniker from the songs that allude to his existence. Yes, it's not like he was Billy Shear and he was Billy Short William. Right. Yeah. Um, but the, I was a little overwhelmed by the just the sheer amount. Hold on, I'm sorry. I've really got to stop you real quick. I want to know where these shortened names that don't make sense came from because it drives me up a wall. Oh, William to Billy? Yeah. Or like Richard Richard and Dick? Dick. Yeah. Yeah. Like (laughs) I have no idea. Where, like, Will to William makes perfect sense. Yeah. Even Bill, I kind of get like somebody tried to say Will and they said it wrong and nobody corrected them and then it came to be a thing. But I, just, I don't get it. I feel like Richard really got the short end of the stick on that one. Just, I just, I don't know if he just was a dick. It's like I feel like one of those things that either like you're going to build confidence and and like own it, mm-hmm. or it's going to really haunt you. <laughs> Could go one of two ways. Yeah, I have no idea. But yeah, that's uh, so. So Billy Shears supposedly um, was the one who took over for him in 1966. Um, so according, according to McCartney truthers, cause there's like an actual name floating around there is this for like them. a group. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like, a, there is a lot on this online. Mm-hmm. You can, you look it up and there's all the different clues. There's is this primarily responses. a British like I would, thought or I would assume is it? So, okay. I suppose so. Cause that was definitely where their biggest, um, support base was at least at first. And then they came over here and it just, cause I feel doubled. like us Americans, we, Shocker, guys, if you didn't know we're American. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like we really love these conspiracies mm-hmm. more than most other areas of the world. So that's why I was just curious if, like, is this something Americans twisted and, and, and thought of? Or is this because, like, there's so much love for the Beatles in Britain that that's where it came from? I don't know when it all... St- I, so apparently, like, one of the first mentionings of it was in 1969 mm-hmm. um, in a college article. Oh, that's pretty soon. Yeah, like shortly after the supposed happening. Um, But like I said, I knew nothing about it until I actually went and looked at it. So I'm sure that there's a lot of people that love the Beatles out there that don't know that this thing even exists. 
or that this group of people exists that think he's not who he says he is, which is really funny to think of. Um, but like, okay, so I'm just going to go straight into it because I've got a pages of clues here. I'm not going to go into all of them, just pull the ones I really like. Um, and I'm sure that if, if anybody has heard about it, the most commonly known one, I would say, is the cover of Abbey Road and how the different... The oh, yeah, because he's dressed, barefoot on that. Not just that, but the way that they're dressed differently Isn't have, there a have different significations. Well, you know what? I'm going to cut you off. You probably have all this written down already. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's we're going to get there. Um, but I think it the way it was I had it categorized was by the earliest release as far as their albums go. I do have one question, though. What's that? And then I'm going to let you do oh, yeah. what you got to oh, do yeah, gotta that you of, do. A bit of material here. What you got? So are we going to be listening to any of the sound clips? was going to ask you about that and i think that we if there's a way to plug some yeah i don't know how though all right so like i said i was going to start with the earliest release dates as far as their albums go so i've got sergeant pepper's lonely hearts club band is where it kind of started that was the first album i believe after 1966 or during after the set event and there's a part in strawberry fields forever um that sounds like if you slow it down, or you can kind of hear it at normal speed, but if you slow it down, you can really hear it. That sounds like John Lennon is singing "I Buried Paul," and now that I say it to you, you might you might hear that. I've already heard this one, so you're good. Okay, um, that was upon analysis, but we'll go over that oh, after, after the sound that, clip. Okay, so we'll go we'll go into the sound clip. We'll give you give you guys a, a listen. that's it right there yeah it's it's kind of funny like it says because does that sound like cranberry sauce because it's supposed to be cranberry sauce i think i've heard like had had this clip come up so many times even when i wasn't necessarily looking at this topic yeah that i i automatically go to listen for it so i can't even hear anything like cranberry sauce or anything like that all i hear is i buried paul yeah but i mean i again that's what i read first so i i could be now that's selective here is that one sped up or no, that's just the regular song. But if you slow, you can you know potentially slow it down, and it sounds even a little bit more like it. I have never heard cranberry sauce at any speed. That's the normal speed of the song. That's the normal speed of the song. That's, that's towards crazy. the end of it. They have like a really weird, loud oh, cacophony of instruments, and... and then all of a sudden you kind of hear that little voiceover. Gotcha. And then it just ends. It gets gotcha. a little loud again, and then it ends. Okay. Um. But yeah, so that one was one of the first ones that I ever heard and got me really into the whole thing because um, it's it's just it's interesting. Um, and then there's a song with a little help from my friends where the intro announces Billy Shears, which was like could you could have taken it as meaning Billy's here, which they they kind of made into Billy Shears. I don't know why. Um, and then She's Leaving Home, which is another song on the album. The opening line was uh, Wednesday morning at 5 o'clock, which is supposedly the time th- of the car crash on that day on, in November, on November 9th. Um, Lovely Rita was one that I, because they talk about Rita being the cause of the accident, somebody that he caught a glimpse of on the side of the road, a meter maid. Uh, Lovely Rita, meter maid. And that was supposedly what led him to crash the car. Um, God, there's so many. Got caught rubbernecking. Exactly, rubbernecking with the best. 
that's a little American Dead reference, but you're not. No, it's lost on you. Um, there's a couple of them in Good Morning, Good Morning. Um, little phrases like nothing to do to save his life and you're on your own in the street and people running around. It's five o'clock again, alluding to the time and watching the skirts. You start to flirt. Now you're in gear. All of that is in the same song, almost back to back as far as lyrics go. Yeah. And it kind of paints a picture, huh. which is again, it's all, it's all just fun. None of it is. I mean, there was no concrete evidence that he was hurt during the car crash. Like none of that. Oh, I don't so, even know so if there was a car accident. Oh, so it's not even verified that there was no. an actual car accident. No. Well, then where did that even? Is it just this song that that came from? Honestly, like I said, I have no, I have no idea. Has Paul came where out and said that like, hey, I've never had a car accident? Um, not that I've heard. I've listened to a couple of interviews um, where people talked to him about it. Like David Letterman did one with him, as well as um, James Corden did a karaoke one of the oh the carpool karaoke yeah i still haven't watched that one i think they touched on it um but he always just jokes about it he just he kind of plays it aloof which makes it even more weird he probably just has fun with it but it would yeah yeah, it's one of those weird things where you can tell he definitely like hey guys i've never been in a car accident i don't know i don't know where this came from (laughs) yeah well we're gonna get into that a little bit later but we're gonna go through a couple more of the clues just to kind of build the case okay and then we'll get real skeptical about it lame on me um, so the last bit of Sgt. Pepper's, um, a song I really like called A Day in the Life, the lyrics, there's also, um, he blew his mind out in a car. He didn't notice that the lights had changed. A crowd of people stood and stared. They'd seen his face before. It sounds like he just got really high. You would, maybe? Yeah. But, I mean, he didn't notice that the light. they did a lot of drugs. That's for sure. But it was the 60s. It was the 60s. It was another time, man. All of it was so experimental um from there we'll go to magical mystery tour which was the next album um and these are all you know you could take a grain of salt so many of our listeners are going to hate me because i don't i can't place any of these song titles oh really i like the beatles a lot yeah but i never i just put them on pandora and then let them run and i'm like i like that song so magical mystery tour um these are all song clues so far and then we'll get into the the picture stuff um and Fool on the Hill, I hadn't read into this one myself because most of the ones that I've talked about so far I, I know of or at least have heard and kind of went with. Um, but in Fool on the Hill, the fool could be made out to be um, William Campbell, who is doomed to be ignored for the sound he appears to make, or the fool is Paul, who is dead and buried, which is why he lies perfectly still, which is another uh, lyric. Both, both of those are lyrics, the sound he appears to make and perfectly still. So it could go either way in that one. Um apparently and i haven't i haven't gone into any of the ones that you have to play backwards to hear okay so we can actually look into that too while we're here but uh if you play the chanting at the end of i am the walrus backwards apparently it says it says paul is dead and there's laughter i actually have a little story about that song so when i was working at the grocery store we had uh, our guy that our driver that would come by and deliver our eggs and me and one of my coworkers used to joke all the time, like, oh, it's the Eggman. And then it clicked because oh, the Beatles were playing yeah. at the time uh-huh. when I said it. And I was like, oh, it's the Eggman. So then we started calling him the walrus because he had this huge bushy mustache. Cuckoo, cuckoo. And then every time, like, <laughs> and he was, like, totally the, like, dude, bro kind of guy. Somebody who might be in Beatles. I was just waiting for him to be like, cuckoo, cuckoo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. 
that's that's awesome yeah i love i love that song um i'm not a huge fan of bono's rendition of it in across the universe but oh i don't know he did that yeah no interesting Oh yeah, you've seen it before, right? Yeah, I like Cross that movie. Universe. It's really yeah, good. It is a really good movie. I like the first, the main two singers a lot. Um, but yeah, so from I Am the Walrus, we've got what strawberries, fields forever. I think I already went over the fields, but cranberries and strawberries aren't the same thing. Um, it, Hello goodbye, like they took for this is this is reaching, I would say. But uh, Hello goodbye lyrics, you say goodbye and I say hello, is supposed to be William Campbell's mention of his arrival and Paul's departure. If you read, if you read way into it, that I never thought. Of. Some of these I just came about today. Huh? See, I wasn't even thinking of it that way. I was thinking of like, like his arrival to the afterlife. Yeah, I mean, I never read into. I never. I never, never thought anything more of it than like, what is it usually that on the Target commercials? Yeah, but it's always just been a really kitschy little. I wonder if they would hate that. Well, I guess we can. Can we ask Paul? We don't know if it's the real Paul. If they hate that. It's funny they like I said in the in some of the interviews, um, one that I was watching the Letterman one specifically, he asked him about it and he was like, "We don't know how it came about, but if there's a replacement, then you're looking at him." <laughs> so like again, he was the stuff that he said about it was kind of, yeah, new albums coming out. Period. What was it? Egypt Station. Oh yeah, they came, uh, came a month out ago on, or so. Yeah, yeah well, well when we did the last. last the last podcast oh yeah you're right you're right oh right because it was called that and we came out with the egypt episode yeah um yeah Yeah. good timing um all you need is love at the end of that one john sings uh yes he's dead and we loved you yeah 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 but what was that i i sang it well enough okay i'm not gonna do it again Upon, well, I gotta sing it again, I guess. But upon closer examination, you can hear John sings yesterday as opposed to yes, he's dead. And that Paul, or Billy, joins him singing she loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. She'd love to, yeah, 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 as opposed to we loved you. Again, I think people are just, some people are just hearing what they want to hear. Because mm-hmm. I never heard we loved you. I only heard the other bit. But you never know, there could be different versions, too. Um, I'm not going to go into the White Album. It's really funny. You would think that song lyrics would be so even nailed down as far as this is exactly what the man said, or yeah. woman, women Well, different recording too. stuff back then made it a little bit, some of it a little bit harder to hear. Yeah. They also played a lot of their crazy sounds, and like the end of Strawberry Fields, how you can't really tell what's going on, and then yeah, it's a they sneak it in there. Yeah. Well, same thing with a day in the life. That there's this really loud build-up, and then it just kind of from quiet to really loud really quickly. Um, I didn't, I didn't really get any of the white album ones. That was one of the less the albums that I listened to less. Um, but the hey guys, just Ryan jumping in real quick. Sorry, we had some problems with the audio, and it cut off right there on Jordan. And he was trying to say that there are some lyrics in the white album by the Beatles referencing a glass onion, which can be also interpreted as a glass coffin, which might possibly be a saying in England. Sorry about that. Anyway, back to the show. It's oh. like another term in England, I guess. Engl- any listeners in the UK, please let us know. Yeah, what's a glass onion? Is it a see-through coffin? Or did somebody just make that up? Or is it just a cool name? Uh, but in the song, he goes, here's another clue for you all. The walrus was Paul, which we already know from Ian Walrus, but 
on the cover of Magic Mystery Tour, there was all of them on the front cover. And the only, well, besides Paul, you can't see him because he's in a black walrus costume. And the same site looked it up on where they said that that is a... Well, now, isn't there a lot of symbolism with Paul, not, not just in the album covers they chose um, from, like, Abbey Road on, mm-hmm. but in, in pictures and everything in general, isn't it for some reason he's singled out? And that's the only thing that, that really intrigues me by it is I can't understand why Paul would be singled out. On like the group pictures and stuff. Yeah, which I have. Yeah, I've got some. I've got some mentions uh, a little bit later on once we get into the album covers. Okay, but I don't know why. Explaining, but it's none of it is is set in stone, for sure true. Um, do your research, kids. Do your research, because there's a lot of it out there. So we're gonna try. I haven't. I haven't listened to myself. Apparently, if you play, I'm so tired backwards gibberish that you hear at the end the quote-unquote gibberish becomes paul is dead uh or paul is dead man miss him miss him when you play it backwards and the backwards stuff kind of scares me it sounds like the spooky stuff sometimes it's, it's weird yeah it's creepy, it's creepy. It, it is it's because i think it puts it in like a different cadence than it was originally recorded at and yeah it's just but there's a science behind that of like why anything that would be perfectly normal and in, in its context, once you, once you take it out of context, it's weird. Yeah. Like, a music box. That's cute when you're with your grandma and, her, and she's like, look at what I've had for 100 years. But then when you're in an empty house and you hear a music box, it's like, no. You open the attic door or the basement door and you hear that and you're you're out. Nope, I'm staying the night somewhere. Yeah, you're gone. You're gone. It's done. Um, that as well, if I'm so tired, backwards. Just a small one. Just the beginning of it to check it out. Yeah, I only got that so for like a half a second. I got the miss him bit, maybe? See, I got the. I heard like. Paul's a dead man? I just got Paul's dead like real like and i didn't even hear it the first time it was the second time i kind of got it yeah yeah that's a weird one yeah i don't like that much it doesn't really the i buried paul i feel like is probably the most besides just the regular lyrics well that one isn't even played backwards no it's yeah so that's why i would be more inclined to believe it yeah although i i know a lot of people hate on backwards recordings and I'm not the biggest fan of them either. Mm-hmm. But if I was going to believe that anyone did it, I would totally believe that the Beatles did it. Just because like they they reached such a height of popularity. I'm sure they probably got bored at some point. Oh, yeah. And when they were, they were like, let's mess around in the studio. Like, why not? We don't have to worry about paying for studio time right now. Like, let's, let's goof off a little bit. Let's see mm-hmm. what stuff sounds like recorded backwards. Yeah, I mean, doing whatever. Well, and again, the drugs, I'm sure. And, yeah, that helped. Fueled a little bit of it. Um, let me see here. Participate in dare, kids. Participate in dare? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, all right, so we've got a couple more for, what was it, Glass Onion? Yeah, that's what we're looking at. Uh, one of them was Don't Pass Me By, which I don't think I've ever heard, actually. I'm behind on a couple songs myself. Uh, Ringo, I guess it's one of Ringo's songs, he sings, You Were In A Car Crash And Lost Your Hair, referring to what happened to Paul. Again, I haven't heard it, so I couldn't, I couldn't comment 
which again is another one I haven't heard, unfortunately. Is that the one where he's going number nine? Number nine. Yeah. Yeah, which apparently, if you play backwards, becomes Turn Me On, Dead Man. Every time I hear that, I hear Turn Me On, Batman. <laughs> and I like that much better. I like, I like Batman more, too. Um, but I haven't, I haven't heard that one either, so actually we're going to look that up. Turn, turn Me On, Dead Man. We're going to see if we can find I feel like you'll like too. this one. Yeah. Oh, have you heard this one? Yeah, I've heard this one. That's what I was saying. Every time I hear it, I think he's saying Batman. Okay. Number Wait, what did you say you hear? I hear Batman every time. Turn me on, Batman. Batman? Yep. Yeah, cool, because it's really quick. Yeah, that first, like, syllable. Yeah. If it was Dead Man, it'd be, turn me on, Dead Man. You would think. And it's like, that's... I mean, I get a little D at the end of the... Yeah. The Ed, but that's... I don't know, the backwards ones, that's looking way into it. Yeah. Oh, I just can't believe that people have listened to, like, a multitude of Beatles songs backwards to try to find a... Right. That man, that's a that's dedication. Yeah, I don't want to listen to any songs backwards. Like, apparently, there's some in, like, Led Zeppelin songs, too. Stairway to Heaven has a something in it backwards. No, oh, something about, like, Satan or something like that? I don't know. Something. I think so. It's yeah. supposed to be Beals Above the Ear. But isn't the Doors, like, they've got a few... I think there's a Doors... There's there's a couple of them. So, well, I looked that up, and there was a video of, like, ten, ten different songs with backwards uh, messages. But, I don't know. That one's pretty weird. Um, yeah, so that one's pretty, that one's pretty crazy. The Yellow Submarine one, I'm not even going to go into. I never, that was the one album I just couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't really get into. Well, wait, you couldn't get into Yellow Submarine? I heard the the main song. Not that I'm times. like a diehard submarine. It's just, I know that's like one of like the biggest symbolic things for the Beatles. And mm-hmm. uh, I couldn't do it. I don't know why. I mean, it was it was part of like a what seemed to be a musical. I mean, they did the whole movie, mm-hmm. uh, Yellow Submarine, which I never saw either. They had a, they did a but couple. Was that of planned or did they? Was that after the fact? The movie? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what because you first. tuned out for that album. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was yeah, Yellow Submarine. There was Help. <laughs> you tuned out for that album. <laughs> I did. Um, so everyone, I am trying to to throw in a pun per episode for my wife. Because puns are her favorite thing, and that was totally accidental, and it worked swimmingly. That was pretty great. You're gonna have to mention that to her. Oh yeah, let her know. Um, so moving on from Yellow Submarine because it's a, it's not my favorite, and this is about what we like, okay? No, and a little bit of what you like. A little bit of what you like. Yeah, you guys uh, do so listen. We're, we're heading straight on to Abbey Road, uh, and come together. They they're just adding one and one and one is three referring to the three remaining Beatles and let it be, which I never, it's like one of my favorite Beatles songs. It's classic. Amazing song. If you play that backwards, apparently let it be because he is dead. Let's hear it. Let's, so we're going to, we're going to go for that one too. We're all in on this. Yeah. 
stop it there that honestly scared the shit there's out of me there's a lot wrong with that there's too much there's that's not good is, th is that not like could you tell that wasn't the actual recording is that what you're saying or like no 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 that's that's just really creepy that's the first time i've heard it back no no that scared the life out of me like that was that was weird that made my eyes water. i'm really that glad yeah me too. i don't know why always backwards recordings kind of do that to it's, me that was free well his tone huh <sighs> And knowing what it's supposed to be. Well, that was a that was a lot of detail. Yeah, that wasn't like some of these where it's like that went way number more into nine. It than it said. No, that was like lines of whoa. More of that song. Huh. Oh, okay, if anything convinced man. me on any of it, that's like up there. That's it. That's that was that was a good. One. I won't say it was the convincing factor, <sighs> but it added some things. Chills, man. Chills. Uh, all right, done with the song clues, which are which are less. Interesting, I feel. So we're going to get into the album covers. Um, so back to Sgt. Pepper's. On the front cover, Paul is the only one that's holding a black instrument out of everybody. Everybody else, I believe, is, is holding a gold or white instrument. Paul's holding What's a... What's Ringo holding? And, but I vaguely remember him being the only one with a black instrument. Okay. Uh, and the scene Which, is also described to look like Doesn't he usually wear, like, usually wear black? I don't know. I don't really know. I don't keep up with this, <laughs> this style nowadays, but... The last I've, the, what I've been looking up, he's in a lot of gray and pink. A lot of pink. Okay. All right. So, I don't like he's. Nothing wrong with pink. I like pink. Nothing wrong with pink. But he's in a lot of it. Um, But, okay. So, the, the picture of the, the whole picture also kind of looks like it's a funeral because there's like the big mound of dirt all across the front of them. And they're all kind of gathered looking down on it, if you remember. I don't know. It's, the, it's the, like the big red background. There's a bunch of people. And then the Beatles are just in the foreground and they're really snazzy. Um, Almost like New Orleans looking uh, march or not like brass band kind of suits. Mm -hmm. I'm relying totally on down. your descriptions right now because the only one I, I know of that I'm like, I know that cover is Abbey Road, like everyone is else Abbey in Road. the world. Okay, we're going to, I got to show you it then. Yeah, no, you're good. You're, you're doing a good job of explaining it. And plus, the listeners, they're not going to be able to see it. That's true. So, like I said, look this up, guys. Um, there will be links and, and a lot of pictures and everything on the, on the companion site which we'll have links for. Uh, I might as well just plug it. Creepycampfirepodcast.weebly.com yeah. Shoot us whatever you want to shoot us. So that's the album cover. That's interesting. It's very colorful. It's very bright. It'd be like the most colorful funeral I think I've ever seen. Yeah. If that's the case. But wait, but, but Paul's right there. Yeah, he is. But oh. it's not. So it's not saying that he's in the ground. But oh, okay. but if you can see, he's also the only one with a black instrument. If you can even see an instrument on him, it looks kind of like an old school gun from like frontier days. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's what is Ringo holding? Anything? It looks like a trumpet. Okay. Uh, I could be wrong. They're all visible though. And his is black. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's crazy. Um, apparently, if you take a mirror image of this of this picture, the front the front of the album. The bass drum that reads Lo Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band normally backwards spells out uh, I1, like IX, like Roman numerals, he die, which apparently referenced the the date of his death, like the 9th of November. I don't know where 
Oh, one, one. So like I and then one being like 11 and nine. That's weird. I haven't, I haven't taken a mirror up to it, but you can, I mean, you could, you could probably pull something out of that. But on the back cover of the album, uh, he's the only one with his back to the camera. Mm-hmm. So that one's a little bit more like standout. He's just, he's not even looking. You can't even see his face. Everybody else is facing the foreground and then he's just turned around completely yeah. in his little blue suit. Huh. Um, so that one's weird. Uh, Magical Mystery Tour, I already talked about the the Black Walrus. Um, and really weird. It, I don't know, I, and I haven't tried this, but they... they, they Maybe they're pulling from the wrong culture. Like the people that say like it's the the was it the symbol of death in india in india yeah right which was people have said no it's not actually Mm -hmm. maybe maybe it wasn't india but maybe it maybe it's from i don't know just a different culture yeah yeah i don't know um but if you if you turn the album upside down for for mr magical mystery tour uh the beatles spell i don't know who had the time to do this but apparently the beatles spells out a phone number when you have it upside down and backwards did you call it? No, I did not call it. Should we call it right now? It says that when, so like again, you have to dial it backwards. If you dial wait, it backwards. Wait, 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 wait. You have to turn an album turn upside, upside down. down so that way you can even see the number. And then once you find the number, then you have to dial that backwards. That backwards. So who did it? I don't know. I don't That's know. so much work. <laughs> it's too much. Uh, this, yeah. But they say that if you call it, then it leads to an answering machine with more clues. Call it. That's all it says. I don't, I'd have to look up the number again. It's worth oh it. God, what was it? It's for the listeners, Jordan. It's for the I listeners. Guys. Magical mystery tour. I'm only saying that for something like this, not something more like, oh, this is the number of the CIA, and then they'll start tracking you. Like, no. Oh my God, that's one of the first things. Magical mystery phone number. Okay, so they say that it could be, because okay, so now we get a list of like five numbers that it could be. Well, but how could you do that? Because if you turn it up, like, I thought you have a finite number. Apparently, depending on how you read it, it's a lot. That's so annoying. I don't think we're going to call five or six different numbers right now. To No, sorry, guys. To make sure. We had something cool for you. But if you look it up and you want to go through that list of numbers and try each one and then... Maybe you ever start, like, a, a Patreon... Yeah. That we'll we'll do like a, some like special little things like that for the Patreon, and if you guys think we should, let us know. Um, How funny would it be if it just connected to Paul McCartney and he's like, "Jokes on you!" Right, <laughs> the entire time over the decades. I don't know. So that's okay. So that one's a little much, but I thought really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the album booklet for Magical Mystery Tour, you know, because they all used to have those really long books with all the lyrics yeah, of all the all songs the cool and stuff, stuff. Some like behind the scenes pictures, which yeah. are gone from life nowadays. Um, there it was. There was twenty three pages in, it in one booklet. That's um, yeah, that's a booklet, all right. That's Beatles status. That's not a pamphlet. That's a booklet. Yeah, um, that's crazy. But apparently, on page nine, the word "hill" runs down the side of Paul's head in red which is supposed to be a reference to his head injury in the car crash. Because that was what they were saying, that he, like, I'm lost noticing his Hill popped up pretty frequently. Was he, I'm sorry, I'm spacing again on the details. He wasn't, was he on a hill in the supposed car crash? That I don't know. Okay. No, I don't think so. I'm, I don't, just, I'm just noticing Hill seems to pop frequently, like in lyric. There's also different definitions for Hill. Uh, so what, oh, what if, be, yeah. what if, like, Hill 
and hell. Maybe. Uh-huh. That'd be sad. I mean, yeah. That'd be even more sad. Even darker to say he's in hell at that point. But, I mean, if John had anything to say about it, then... It just makes me think of the censored Dragon Ball Z when it came over. Oh, my God. And they changed, like, hell to... What was it? Home for Infinite Losers? Was it really? Yeah. Yeah, on the one that aired on TV, they had to change it to that. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. I haven't watched Back to Dragon Ball in so long. You just recently went through it again, though. Dragon Ball, yeah, but this was on Z. Oh, on Z. The one everyone knows and loves. Yeah. It's the best. Uh, Back to it. Booklet, page 13. Paul has no shoes again. Shoeless. But his shoes are to his left, or to the left of him, and some would argue covered in a blood red substance. What if the whole time he was just like, he just didn't like shoes, and his like, their manager kept being like, Paul, you've got to wear these shoes. He's, I'm, I'm not wearing these shoes. He's got no choice. And then, and then he like keeps them on, and then he gets there, and he just slips them to the side. <laughs> <laughs> just as an act of defiance. He just, he just took his shoes off. Rock and roll. They were. Um, the one I thought was the most interesting as far as that whole booklet goes, the last page, Paul is wearing a black carnation while all of the other Beatles wear a red one. Hmm. Black potentially symbolizing death. For some reason, he's, again, tied from the other people, all the other members of the group. You know what I'm wondering? So I can't think off the top of my head when Johnny Cash hit his popularity. But I know it was around the time of the Beatles. Um, yeah. And I'm wondering, like, and of course, he was like known for like being an all black. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if like Paul was just like, I like that. I like that. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know if that was over over a vast number of years. Yeah. Um. All right, so that's it for what Magical Mystery Tour. Now to Abbey Road, the most commonly known one. Um, so on the front cover it of it, uh, Paul is not only barefoot, but he's out of step with all of the members. Mm-hmm. So apparently I think he's got his left foot forward while everybody else is right foot. So again, he's just different. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's barefoot like, like a buried corpse. They, they said, uh, John is in all white representing a picture. Mm-hmm. George in all denim would represent a grave digger, I suppose. And then Ringo in all black represents the Paul bearer. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah, Paul and these dead. Wait, it wasn't. What was Paul wearing again? Paul, or Paul was. Uh, I think he's in like a, almost like a like a white suit himself. Yeah, I thought he was in like a white suit too. John, I know, is in all white. Paul's in maybe like a cream colored something, or that, that probably makes some more sense. It's like a little bit lighter. Yeah, but which yeah. the color white. Well, specifically when you're wearing all white, mm-hmm. it makes people think of angels and yeah. things like that. So, um, And then the only his eyes are closed, and he's on top of walking out of step with the others. He's smoking a cigarette in the wrong hand because Paul is a lefty. I don't know. I guess there's a lot of pictures before that time, and he's always got it in one hand. And then after whatever, 1966, 69, whenever they first started coming out. So the left hand, wouldn't that have been the one out of the front of the picture? What do you, uh, yeah. Because they're sideways. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking maybe, I, I can't, pull the picture up real fast. Okay, I gotta check it out. Abbey Road. Because what I'm thinking is maybe it was that he went with the off hand so that way the smoking hand didn't like block his face or anything. That could totally be... Oh, so he's, he's in like a gray suit. 
Oh, no, he's just got the cigarette down by his side. It's in his hand there. Some big pant legs on that. Big, see. yeah. Bell bottoms. Okay, I see now. Well, I think I think it would make kind of more sense if because it the cigarette hand is in camera view. Yeah. So it's like not that he's promoting smoking. And he's the only one smoking a cigarette, that's for sure. Like maybe he's just like this is my thing. Yeah. Trying to be a standout. Yeah. Now, isn't there also um, so is that everything you have for Abbey Road? For Abbey Road. On the back cover, apparently there's a crack running through the word beetles. Oh. And there's a small skull slightly visible to the right of the sign. Huh. So, that's it for that, though. Well, isn't there something about the, the there's like a license plate on the on one of the cars? Uh, that one said, there. It, it's, I can't remember what the first bit of it is, but the, the thing that people alluded to was that it's the 28 if on a license plate on a car here. That apparently you can see if you have the album right in front of you. The actual album, not a whole picture. What's the significance of the 28? Um, when the album came out, he would have been 28 if he oh. lived until that album release. He okay. would have been 28 at that time. Gotcha. Okay. But again, who knows? Right. Yeah. I just thought it was like, I, I couldn't remember exactly what it was. So I thought it was worth a mention. I was listening. So the barefoot thing which we've joked about so far. He also in that David Letterman uh, inter- interview that I watched, he talks about how he showed up to that shoot in sandals and how it was so hot that day. I don't know why he just decided to kick him off. So it was just, he just ended up wanting to be barefoot and that's all of the significance to it. If it was that hot, that pavement had to be scorching. You would think. I would put some layer in between there. Like anybody that's like ran out for the mail on a summer day. That's a lame and- excuse. And like it's just hot. Yeah, and that doesn't that doesn't count for his magical mystery tour one where he's apparently barefoot again. Apparently, maybe he just likes being barefoot, like like you said, no yeah. shoes. I don't know. Likes to feel the earth beneath his feet. You know. Well, I mean, it was a pretty common thing back then. I mean. Yeah, definitely. Um. So, <clears throat> I have McCartney's Paul McCartney's first actual acknowledgement of it which was in 1969 in a life magazine interview with him where he said so this is going to be like word for word just kind of what he said about it perhaps the rumors quote quote it is a quote yeah okay i'm just i said word for word (laughs) verbatim uh perhaps the rumor started because i haven't been much in the press lately i've done enough press for a lifetime and i don't have anything to say these days I'm happy to be with my family and I'll work when I work. I was switched on for 10 years and I never switched off. Which Yeah, just, he was switched on. He was switching on dead people. I, I was talking about drugs. Well, but. that too. <laughs> but I mean, alluding to his other, that that really weird switch me on dead man. Turn me on lyric. Batman. Turn, turn me on Batman. Yeah. Um, In another publication in 2004, apparently... Paul let his guard down and admitted that the clues in the songs and album covers were planted deliberately. Well, I'm sure they're planted deliberately, but whether or not they were misconstrued from what they were intended. So the band manager at the time, back in the day, 1966, when it started, when all of it came about, Brian Epstein, their band manager, thought it would be a good idea um, to boost record sales. Apparently. Um... So the Beatles were kind of going in another direction music-wise. They were getting more into their heavy rock 
during that. Like they were getting they were getting off of their whole one. I want to hold your hand and right. let it be and stuff like that. The ones to get them there. And now now once they're there, they can have people listen to what they have to say. Yeah, going more the the route that I think they initially envisioned. Yeah. Um, but he did not have faith in that, and he was like, just in case, we're gonna have a plan B, and this could be total BS, but that they planted those clues so that like if if albums weren't selling later on they could kind of sneak something out like hey like i heard paul mccartney's like actually dead some or like actually start the oh, rumor so themselves like back so that, up publicity stunt type yeah thing? okay and so it's that, just they never set off the publicity stunt nope okay nope, they just went with it right right according to this yeah <clears throat> but um but yeah just just so that if people like started to go along with it that they would probably buy the albums to check to see all the clues for themselves. Yeah, because back then there wasn't Google, like what we're doing right now, just pulling up exactly. images to take. You had to actually go out and buy it. Yeah, that instant that instant gratification is a wonderful thing. Um, so that was, another, that was another interview. But then a year after that, a documentary was made by one Joel Gilbert. I haven't watched it. Apparently you can get it on Amazon. Um, but it's, it's the supposed last testament of George Harrison. And it came in the form of cassette tapes that were dropped off at Hollywood offices of Highway. Um, so tapes that were delivered to the Hollywood offices of Highway 61 Entertainment in 1999. Um, but it took them a couple of years to do anything with. Uh, but they came from London with no return address, saying that they were the last testament of George Harrison. Wait, wait, wait. If they had no return address, how do we know they came from London? It doesn't say on the doesn't say on the website. Hmm. Maybe it was postmarked with like a. Maybe. Oh well, yeah, because I think if it goes cross seas, cross seas, it's, like it's gonna have some something. sort of yeah, it's gonna have some sort of specification that it's from another place. Yeah. Okay. I would, okay. So London, curious. but no specific address. Um, the tapes apparently tell a story about how Paul died in a car crash in November of '66 and was replaced by a double then goes on to say that British intelligence, a.k.a. MI5, uh, had forced the Beatles to cover up Paul's death to prevent mass suicides of Beatles fans in the height of Beatlemania. Hmm. Which I... It's, it's a fun... It's a, it's a cool little... Like... Side forces. I... Unfortunately, I could totally see some people commit suicide after finding right? something out like that. Well, especially with them. But would it be to the magnitude of where British intelligence needs to step in? You wouldn't think so. I don't think it's going to be mass hysteria because, well, no. they might have been the biggest band at that time. Oh, I'm, but still, like, take the biggest band right now. And, like, will you meet, unfortunately, maybe a couple dozen? Yeah. yeah. But are you going to have hundreds, thousands? I, I, I don't see that happen. They don't want one. No, no, yeah, no, preventing any is, is great. Ideal. But I don't think it's such a need that secret intelligence would step in you definitely wouldn't think so and there's absolutely no proof to back it up because <laughs> you can't even tell the director couldn't even tell after he made the whole thing like there's no proof that that's actually george harrison's voice so but it's fun to think but it's about fun, it's around fun, the campfire it's a fun thought around the campfire yeah that's all i had on this there again there's a lot more but that was all i was willing to fit into this there's so many clues out there that people have either put together from nothing 
or like some of the ones that I thought were a little closer to possibly being realistic, but I'm still, like I said, the more I looked into it, the more skeptical I was, especially after seeing all of these, Mm -hmm. uh, British intelligence might've done it or, and then Paul's actual reaction to it, which is like, we were just having fun. Yeah. Wasn't a big deal. So, Hmm. So I guess end reactions of all of it. I'm probably, I'm probably seventy thirty. That, it's really Paul. Oh yeah. I won't rule out it totally. I'm gonna say ninety. I'm ninety ten. Ninety ten. That it. So you're seventy thirty. Yeah. Well, I think it's more just because it's it's fun to think about. Because if you and entertain the thought a little bit, you don't explore these possibilities. Mm-hmm. You know that, and that's the whole point of why we're doing this show mm-hmm. to try to. And we're not saying we believe every single thing we talk about, the different mindsets, possibilities, then what if we did miss something? Well, yeah, to jump into the mind of a McCartney truther is interesting in itself. It is. I think, for me, the things that are most convincing in the case that gets built are the imagery, Mm -hmm. because that was chosen by the Beatles. So that's something directly that they could influence. He told accident except for that one that was like four lines long. But I feel like even with that, you can still manipulate sound. You like totally recordings. can. Like, I don't know how long that's been a thing. Like, I don't know who the first person or when they decided to play a record or accidentally made their record go backwards and heard it. Mm-hmm. But. No, you, you absolutely can manipulate it. Yeah. But my, my thing about it is I think that uh, it's the easiest things are the imagery mm-hmm. that they could directly relate with. And then, um, I lost my train of thought. What was the second thing? <laughs> it happens. No pressure. We're going to stick with just that one, guys. That one. I like it. Yeah, so I've, I feel like it's, I've, I've oh, kind of squashed oh. it mentally. I'm sorry. There was one, um, what was the one that you correct, uh, the, you, you quoted the, the direct lines of the song? Not reverse, nothing like that. Oh, A Day in the Life has... A majority of the ones, I think. What so in the life, and then. But there was a lot of lines. Was it Strawberry Field? No, Strawberry Fields was the one played backwards. No, it was. Let me see. Oh my God! Was it the very beginning? So many. We're, we're oh pretty... yeah, good morning, good morning. That one. Yeah. Yeah. So nothing to do to save his life, and you're on your own in the street, and people are running around at five o'clock, and the skirts, flirting, and now you're in gear. All... Yes. All paint a really vivid picture. Right. So those lyrics played at normal speed. They were quote-unquote intended mm-hmm. along with imagery. That's what convinces me the most. Yeah. Um, but again, I still think that Paul didn't die. Uh, the, just the sheer fact that there was no there's no proof that there was even a car crash. Yeah. Well, I'm Like, right. I could just say he got shot last, like, in the head. Right. And that's just as believable. Well, I guess... I guess I can see it a little bit. People who have found these lyrics and clues say that they lead to the car crash. So I guess I can see that a little bit. But like I'm saying, I, I still think it's Paul. Oh yeah, no, I think it's I think it's definitely Paul, mm-hmm. and that they were just having a little bit of fun, a spot of fun, as they would say, a spot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, his his responses to him, like again, you can look up. He's had a couple of interviews where they go into it, and he's just like has some funny responses where he's he's still kind of with mm-hmm. it but he's like it's well and that's just the smart thing like the good pr thing to do yeah because like if you if you can't blow up on camera you're gonna mm-hmm. lose people so either ignore it 
or to have a little fun with it. And if you're Paul McCartney, like leader of the music world, pretty much, like, why not have a little fun with it? The craziest thing that I heard about the whole thing was that potentially after having all said and done all the clues out and, and the Beatles careers, um, like as a group being over and done that John had supposedly wanted to say something about it or reveal it. And then he got killed shortly after. Oh, so it having any correlation to his death is like, that would be terrible. Mm -hmm. But again, it's kind of crazy to think about. Yeah. I like that one. Okay. But that wraps up McCartney's dead urban legend. All right. Well, I think you did a really good job on your first solo, Jordan. Oh my God, there was so much. We, uh, we were trying to get better every episode this week. You might have heard some papers rustling because we're, we feel like news and we're actually printing the notes out now. We're trying, we're trying to get into this. We're trying to make a better show for you guys. Yeah. This isn't about popularity, nothing like that. Just making something quality that you can get through your day with. Mm-hmm. You know, you're cleaning the house, you're working, you just want something good to listen to. A little spot of fun from us. Yeah. Fun. Okay. Because we say words right. So with that, um, we were thinking of doing a smaller. No, we said that we're weekly, um, but we think that's just a little bit too long of a break, and we want to give you guys as much content as we can without overloading ourselves. So that way, the content can still stay quality. Yeah. They're going to be little smaller snippet episodes, probably about 20, 30 minutes. Um, And it's going to be themed around local legends, local ghost stories, the stuff that you really actually do typically tell around the campfire. Um, And we're going to start with the first one of our home city of Sacramento. Oh, you've got one locked and loaded for Sac? I got got a couple locked and loaded for Sac. I shouldn't just say Sac, Sacramento. (laughs) That's all good. Sacramento. But they're going to be nothing crazy long just like a couple 10 minute little, little little local legend stories and you to do a local legends on pasadena let us know and we'll do that definitely makes it easier for us to look up yeah no absolutely the more specific the better yeah and you know we want to give you guys what you want to hear because you're the ones listening and so with that contact us at creepy campfire podcast at gmail.com Tell us anything. Tell us if you like the show. We don't want you to tell us if we hate if you hate the show, but we do want constructive criticism. Definitely. And you know, and tell us your own personal stories. If you've seen aliens, if you've seen ghosts, if anything at all. Men Send in black in. came to your door. We will mention you. You will be mentionable. Yeah. And even if You're you just want to say hi, appreciate the show. Mm-hmm. You know. Any we any any feedback is feedback. Absolutely. We like it all. And we do run a companion blog with the site. It is creepycampfirepodcast.weebly.com. That's W-E-E-B-L-Y.com. That and is... then I believe Jordan's still working on that Facebook page. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to get that up. Um, I need a computer because mine, nah. mine won't do it. Nah, you just do it on your phone. I'm going to make it happen. He's going he's going to make it happen, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. You will soon see us on Facebook next day or so. Yeah. So Facebook, email right now is this the preferred preferred method. Mm-hmm. But we we appreciate you for listening. Yeah. And so. thank you to all of you that have already um messaged us. So. Yeah, yeah, we're doing okay. Um I'm not going to drop any numbers or anything yet, no, but no. but we we've got people listening to where we're not like, okay, 
we're just talking to ourselves in my garage. That is the start. So <laughs> that's all we need as long as we're not just talking to ourselves in my garage. Yeah, I'd be sad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and before we forget, Jordan, I got to I gotta give you a little teaser for the next week. So next week's my, my turn to host. Yeah, you got something on I mind? do. It is um, apparently it's a famous encounter that I never heard of, and I'm really sour about that. Uh, but it is the Hopkins, Hopkinsville Goblins from my home state of Kentucky. Hopkinsville Goblins? Yes. Ooh. I won't give too much away, but for those who don't know, this event actually inspired the Pokemon Sableye. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So it's apparently big enough to inspire Pokemon, so why not do it on our humble podcast? Why not? Yeah. That sounds like a plan. Can't wait to hear about it. Well, is that it, is that it for this time? I do believe so. Okay. So until next time, listeners, stay toasty. Stay toasty. Stay toasty.